right. So uh, we haven't figured out what to call this thing yet, but it's gonna. It's basically what the complainers. How's that? Good enough. Yes, it's time for another episode with the complainers, the people trying to fix the world and make it the way it was supposed to be. Well, we started talking about doing this thing. How many years ago would you say? It was either one or like twenty-three. And how long have we known each other now? We have known each other forty-two years now. And how did we meet, other than the box cutter incident? Oh, let's not go into the box cutter incidents just yet. Um, probably in, the, in a dormitory hallway out out in front of uh, Rob's room. And we were what, nineteen, eighteen? Nineteen. Nineteen, 19 years yeah. old. And how old are we now? Uh, twenty. We're 20 years old now. I'm 29. Yeah. How old are you? I'm, uh, I'm 61. Wow. A youthful 61. You kids with your rock and roll. But it, you're actually older than me. By a month I am, or five weeks actually. Five weeks. And if any of you out there would like to send us birthday presents, they That's will okay. be appreciated. Yeah. You know, I think we can accept Bitcoin now. I was just, uh, I was just talking with my hacker the other day, so we should get some Bitcoin. Well, I'm not that hip, but I will take credit cards, but I won't return them. <laughs> just going to take them, <laughs> use the numbers. I actually read this story. It was just a novel, but it seemed so obvious that this could be happening all the time. It was after Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. This guy who was a con man volunteered to help the Red Cross by taking, manning their phone lines mm-hmm. and taking donations, which he did dutifully, and he did it 100% correctly. But he also kept the credit card numbers awesome. and, and the three-digit magical secret code that every waiter no one in, would ever in America know. has. No and, one would ever know. And he used them for his own nefarious purpose to rule the world. Whatever happened to card skimmers? Are those still a thing now? Do they still have the card skimmers like you used to have on the gas pumps and the ATMs and whatever? I think we're way past that. In fact, there's right now there's this story that... Uh, um, People are going to be robbing our ATMs and our, our debit card accounts, literally by just going. They have our. They've gone done. They've done the background work. They have our passwords. They're just going to go up to ATMs and actually draw the money out. They're going to change the coding so that uh, there's no limit on what they can draw out of your account. Oh, I, I think account. I read about that. Yeah. There's there's okay. So it's hacker gangs, and it's like it's actually a pretty complex deal, right? They've got the people that hack the ATM, and then they've got a local crew that goes to the ATM and just sucks it dry. They take every every dime, every nickel out. Right, and that's good because there's no outsourcing involved. It's all local people keeping money in the economy. And then they can, in fact, they really don't have to go anywhere. If they have a, an account of their own at that bank, they could just put so the money back So explain to me why cash can't be barcoded like anything else, right? Every, every dollar bill has a serial number on it. Right. right, and when you play liars poker, you have to keep those around for a long, long time so you can always win. Right, the dollar poker thing. With Paul, used to keep one of those in his wallet. By the way, did you ever play Paul? When I was go, oh, let's play that because I and he had the one with like fifty ones on it or something like that. So we would always win. There was no, there was no beating him. Yeah, you had to get that dollar away from him somehow. But uh, but why can't they just put like the the barcodes or the QR codes on it so that if you do rob the ATM. They just, you know, they scan all those numbers, and then whenever it gets to a bank, they arrest it, whatever sucker wound up with your dollar. I kind of figure that uh, they had that anyway. They're just not telling us. But to me, it's a horrible idea because, I mean, you at least deserve the chance to have somewhat of a cash society where the IRS... That's what Bitcoin is for. Okay. Right? All right. That's, you know, you go to your Bitcoin ATM vending machine, 
right? And then you print out your QR code that says you've got point zero 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 zero, ten more zeros, five Bitcoin. And then you take that to somebody who has to scan it into another machine, which subtracts point zero 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 a bunch of zeros, five one Bitcoin for the candy bar, and then prints out another one, which gives it back. And it's so easy. It's just like cash. Yeah, but the more it goes into the computer world, to me, the more traceable it is to the government, too. Mm-hmm. And if you have straight cash, it's like when I worked for a company, there was an HR company for small companies. And, well, what we had to do was write down, when we got a new client, write down each employee of that new client who'd come under our umbrella of benefits. And there was a column and it said S or, uh, I guess, uh, or P for part-time salary or hour, no, S or H, salary or hourly was the way we had to check off for each employee hmm. under the umbrella. And I said, imagine if, like, the mob decided to uh, offer benefits. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I go, uh, so Mr. Menzareni, what is, uh, what is this? I have to check on a box here. What does the S stand for? And he goes, shoebox. I, <laughs> I get paid in a shoebox every Friday down at Guido's. Does shoebox work for you? Yeah, yeah, shoebox would work for me. I'll just check off shoebox. You'll be paid in a shoebox. Well, there's a lot of ex-employees that had to be crossed off the payroll this week. What happened exactly, Mr. Mazzaretti? <laughs> They're just taking a little vacation. Some of them are, yeah. They're not on the schedule anymore. They just, they just kind of. They're just kind of gone. Have you been paying all of your withholding? That's what I want to know. I've been withholding a lot. <laughs> but you know what? I'm glad that there is. Who is the, the, who is the gangster? Money. There was years ago. They had on television. The, the, I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard of television. It's, it was a big box with lights on it. No. Okay. And they had in the '50s. There was some commission, and they interviewed Frank Costello, or one of the oh, one yeah, of those yeah. mobsters, right? And they said. So what have you ever done for society? And, the, and he looks into the camera. He looks right at the camera and he goes, I paid my tax. I doubt, <laughs> doubt that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just enough so that they couldn't do an Al Capone on him and send him away for that. You know, figured out what his rent was or his mortgage was and then added about 100 bucks a month for food and gas and said, see, I paid it all. And they couldn't argue. You know, you know what they do now? They take away your security clearance. So now that's, right. that is, that's it, you know. Now, you were explaining to me, you know, you always hear about all these... Ha- I'm amazed that we all haven't been hacked every day because every, it's, oh, every week it's like, Yahoo has given up 150% of their clients to hackers, and then the next week they'll say, it turns out that Yahoo had understated. It was if really you take 300%. all of the number of credit card numbers that have been released by, you know, this hack and that hack and the Target hack and whatever else, and add them all up, that's like way more than the number of credit cards that have ever been issued. Oh, sure. So you got to think, like some people are repeatedly hacked. Right. And how did they get into that category? Did they just go to all the right stores? Is that an exclusive club? I don't know. I, uh, a credit card that I've used that's been hacked several times, uh, they keep changing the number, and then it gets hacked again. Uh, they said, well, they mentioned a big box store for fixing up your house. They said that. <laughs> gee, gee, what, what would that be? And uh, they said that that one doesn't have the, always the best security. 
But I can't believe that. I know, I know. And I feel guilty because I'll still use credit cards there, but I'm thinking, eh, they back up their credit cards, and I'll I'll look at my statements to see what's on it. Let me ask you a dumb question, all right? Let's say somebody does hack your credit card, they steal your credit card. You're only liable for like the first 50 bucks anyway, right? At the most. Usually, I don't know, it's like credit cards, they say It's like it's a huge problem for the banks. Right. That's why Why I still use the cards. Why should we care? You know, why, why don't we just post our credit card numbers and get a new one? And then. Let's say, hypothetically, in a hypothetical universe, right, you buy a big-ticket item, and then your credit card gets hacked. Well, that big-ticket item was obviously stolen, wasn't it? It was obviously part of the hack, the hack. wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't you. <laughs> you just <laughs> theoretically. That's just a theoretical argument. Right, right. It never happened like that. Never happened. But my thought was, because they, they, one of the things they always mention in the news is that, and they got access to all these people's social security card numbers. How is that? By hacking into your account, you know, and I have so much paperwork there. Whenever I clean out some box with paperwork from the last 20 years, my social security number's on almost every form, almost every form. You know, a person I know, namely me, I know this person very well, had a colonoscopy several years ago. And you should, everybody should get a colonoscopy because they are a lot of fun. They are just If you get the Michael Jackson drug. A ton of fun. But... Had a colonoscopy, and they had this electronic form on an iPad, which they handed me the iPad, and I gave them the form back. But anyway, so they handed me the iPad, and it had a place for the Social Security number, and I don't ever put my Social Security number down on anything. And so, it, but it was one of these forms that if you don't fill out every field, the little red box comes on, up, yeah. and you can't go up. So I go up to the, the head nurse there, you know, Nurse Cratch, and I say, um... I'm not giving you my social security number. So I just put nine 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 wow. in there, and I did, and it worked, and I, I had a lovely colonoscopy as a result of it. So I would. Photo. But why not? You know, now, uh, whenever I go to the doctor's office or whatever office it is, and they want a social security number, I give them one. Nine 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 nine. It's not always. You got to be creative. I change a few numbers. Like if I'm applying for some job. And I'm thinking, odds aren't good I'm ever going to work for this company and ever get a W-2, W-4 from this company. So, but I have to fill in something. I never thought about the 999 type thing. So I will just reverse a few digits in the, uh, in the last four well, digits. Well, you got to be careful with that because there's a form called W-9. It's a withholding form that every employer has made you sign at some point in your life. And you can't lie on that form because if you do, you'll get to spend some time in federal prison. So you can't lie on that one. But if it's a form from, like, your doctor where they're really just using it as an ID to collect from you, yeah. you know, should you forget to pay the bill, you know, then 999 is as yeah. good a number as any. Well, as I say, if I'm applying for some writer job and I know that there are 52 other people applying for it and several of them are 25-year-old busty blondes, you know. Odds- By the way, if anybody listening to this knows Jimmy Rose's social security number, send it to me. <laughs> And you know who you are, you know who I'm talking about, if you know who I'm talking about. Send me his social, and I'll, I'll have a different number that I'll fill in there. Yeah, it's very nice. Very nice of you to do that for Jim. <laughs> <laughs> then somehow he gets your social security payment someday. But, uh, oh, I was applying for a job one time. This wasn't the social security thing. It was, I had just gotten fired from a job as a morning man at a radio station in Sarasota. And I'm just looking for anything I can do in the meantime, and while well, I'm looking for real work. And there was a bar, and they needed a DJ, I think. So I'm filling, I go there, four-page form, first of all, to fill out a job that would re- require me to play records back then in a bar. But it's a four-page form. So I'm sitting there, I'm filling it out, la- jobs for your last 15 years and all that, and I'm doing that. And the, uh, there's nobody there. It's like 2 in the afternoon at this bar. 
and the bartender lady comes over. She goes, "Can I? Would you want something? Can I get you a coke?" Which is, I said, "Sure, I'll take a coke." And it's just out of the spigot hose thing. It's not like she opened a bottle or a can, and she hands it to me, and I'm drinking it, and I'm filling out the form. And by the time I get to page four, I feel like just writing jokes in there because I don't think anybody's <laughs> going to read it anyway. Uh, why do you want to work here? I'm planning on knocking it all the place off, and I need to know how you handle the money at night, the cash drop. And I leave. And she goes, oh, it's $1.50 for the Coke. Yeah. After saying, hey, can I get you anything? You know, and she sees I'm filling out a job application. And that was 1988. And I know they're going to call me back about that job. I haven't gotten the call yet. And I've moved several times. But I'm sure they're going to track down my car. And, you know, they are so careful with these pieces of paper that you fill out. It's not like they would ever throw them in a trash can. Right. Oh, no, they call the document disposal company to get them. And, sure. <laughs> and then whenever a company goes out of business, I've noticed that they don't just wheel the file cabinet out. No, 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 they call the document destruction company to get all of that paper with everybody's social security number. Right. We just there was, leave there, it in the there trash. was a company I used to work for that shall remain nameless. This was back in the 80s. And, and in those days, every company was a startup company. You know, people had a lot of cash, they were investing in the economy, there were startups, and blah, blah, blah. And so this company lasted, a, they, they burned through $5 million in only two and a half years. But on the very last day, I was still one of the few people there because, you know, I had some responsible position or other. And I'm giving everybody their, you know, their severance checks, which I knew would, I knew they would not clear the bank, right? But my boss said, here are the severance checks, give them their severance checks, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm thinking to myself, okay, now we had a personnel department. Now, that guy had been fired months earlier. But the file cabinet with all of those papers, all those Social Security numbers, still remained. And I said to the president of the company, who I knew was going to be the last guy after the, so what's going to happen with the file cabinet? He said, oh, we'll sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Little liquidation. Yeah. Social Security numbers all over. Actually, I worked for a company, and, uh, they, uh, and a friend of mine who worked there with me told me what happened. He, he had direct deposit, and he also had automatic drafts, bank drafts going out to pay his electricity and his rent and whatever. And for your last check when you left, they actually would hand you a hard check. Yeah. They wouldn't do direct deposit. Well, they knew he was leaving, but he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say on the uh, 10th of the month, he disappears, and uh, they call him and they say, hey, you got a second? Yeah, you, got a se- you just had to run something by you. Close the door. And uh, when he walked back out of the door, it was like a metamorphic change because now he was unemployed. He was unemployed when he went into the door, through the door. Uh, And as a result, they handed him a check, or they mailed him a check, but it didn't get into the bank with the speed, the overnight speed, the direct deposit. So not only does he lose his income and the prestige of having a job, but he also bounces about six checks an automatic draft, and they, you know, they did make it up to him by saying, "Oh, sorry," but uh, that's the way it goes. You know, it's funny. I'm thinking about those days. I worked for one company, and as they started to run out of money, they started to let people go. And first, they let the, uh, you know, some of the people on my staff go, so they were gone, and so we were making up for their drops. Then they let the janitor go, and I was like. What's going to happen here? Well, what happened there was nobody was cleaning the restrooms. So then I walk into the restroom and I see a sign-up sheet that people had signed up for. And it had my name on it, but I hadn't put my name up for it. And it was like (laughs) days to clean the restroom. My day was Thursday to clean the restroom. 
And I walked into to the, uh, the the boss's office and I said, uh, who put up the sign? Oh, we had to, yeah, we got rid of the restroom and people were complaining that it was dirty. So we just put up a sign-up sheet. I was like, I didn't sign up for it. He goes, yeah, we figured it would be fair if everybody took a turn. Well, I noticed his name wasn't on the list, but mine was. So I was like, you can have my turn. I think that would be very, no, no. I said, all right, here's the deal. Um, I'll work here two weeks. I'll work here two more weeks if you have my check ready two weeks from now, okay? And then I'll give you another two weeks. Or I could clean up my desk today. Which would you prefer? And he goes, no, no, we'll have you check ready in two weeks. Great. So I worked there two more weeks, and I walk into his office. I'd like my check. He goes, oh, I thought you were kidding about that. So I went and got a box out of the back, one of, the, one of our shipping boxes, and I walked up to my desk and I'm throwing the stuff in the box. And he's coming after me. He goes, no, no, we'll get you a check. We'll get you a check. And I'm throwing stuff in the box. And I said, I wasn't kidding about it. He goes, I got, I got your check. I got your check. And from then on, I called me Guido. <laughs> the squeeze on. <laughs>